welcome to Clamp, the weekly podcast where we discuss all things related to creating, living, and making projects. And that's what Clamp stands for, if you didn't know. Uh, I'm the host, Grant Alexander, and joining me as always is Adam Mackey and Jesse, Rin- and Jesse Radfink. Uh, <laughs> Jesse Rink. She's just Your voice rink just did the thing my face does all the time. It's great. Yeah, we met. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you want to know about what she's referencing, you got to go listen to the pre-show. <laughs> but today we have, uh, you know, Adam was uh, talking earlier. He's going to be taking his kids camping and he's been yeah. looking for fun things to take his, you know, I think they're elementary, like junior kindergarten, senior kindergarten, preschool aged kids. Yeah. Preschool and year two. So well, like, like the third grade of primary school, whatever that it would be over there. First grade. Um, and he's seven? Yes. Yeah, first grade. Uh, so he was thinking of different maker-related projects he could do. And then we were asking for topics in the Discord. And Dave from Dave Bauer Art uh, gave us a, a topic. And he thought we should talk about what creative maker skills should they teach in school. And he wanted us to break it down by the different grades, uh, basically being like preschool, which will go like, you know, from the day they're born until uh, we, we call them junior kindergarten and senior kindergarten here. Uh, and then... From there, there's elementary, which is like grade one, which is like an eight-year-old. Uh, so eight-year-olds to people in grade six, which is eight plus six, whatever that r- works out to. Uh, middle school. <laughs> yeah. 14? Okay. Really? No. 12. Oh, yeah. I'm bad at math. Oh, no. See? I told you my brain's broken. <laughs> what? Eight? That's nope. eight plus six, 12. It's 14. You were right. It is yeah. 14, right? Okay. Ah, I'm not 14? as bad as I thought. I'm not as bad. So then maybe it's like seven-year-olds, six and seven-year-olds. Anyways, <laughs> to 12-year-olds. Grade six is 12-year-olds. And then middle school, which is grade seven and eight. And that's when like we'll probably get into like people actually using tools. Uh, that's usually traditionally when they were introduced. And mm-hmm. we'll get into that a little bit. And then obviously high school. And, and perhaps we'll talk a little bit about uh, post-high school before your prefront frontal cortex is fully developed and where you might want to focus your creative maker skills. Um, and Dave suggested that uh, that the person with the least amount of kids needs to go first. So we're going to start this all off with Jesse in preschool. What are some great <laughs> preschool ideas for maker or creative skills? So I guess we can't count my pets as children then. Damn. Uh <laughs> So for preschool, I have never really worked with kids that young, but based on what I see from all the teachers I follow online, that seems to be a good time to work on like motor skills, colors, that sort of stuff. Um, I know that a really big thing right now is you put, you know, like paint in a Ziploc bag on a piece of paper and then they can squish it with their hands and mix colors. It's got a video on that. Making a mess. Yeah, yeah, I so, wanted. I was my first yeah. instructables contest I entered, and I got an honorable That's mention. That's true. There. Yeah, or maybe even got a third God, place. I don't I'd know. I'd forgotten. Yeah, I always, I always just think of like the simple stuff, just sort of yeah. building things without tape or glue, just stacking stuff, working with colors, working with small pieces. Like I remember making a lot of like pasta necklaces and stuff when I was that <laughs> age, you know. So I don't know. It's it's hard to think of stuff for kids that are that little because my brain tends to go like right to really making something you know so we do a lot of cardboard crafts with my son but the problem is in order for cardboard crafts to kind of come together you need to glue them and if you really want to do it in any efficient way you end up using hot glue and he's not quite ready for the hot glue gun (laughs) because most kids aren't i don't think no like and i'm not like 34 years old and I still don't know how to use it without burning myself. Right. So we can either get like the dollar store version, which like barely gets hot enough to squeeze out the glue, which is like frustrating. Or you get like the one that I have that like attaches to Milwaukee batteries and it is so hot that I actually turn it off. Like I cycle it myself because I find it gets too hot. Wow. Uh, That's so that's kind of impressive, honestly. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I agree. But I was like, I wish I could like I wish I had a temperature like yeah. Uh, yeah. dial. Anyways, all I have to say, the cardboard crafts are a lot of fun. Uh in in trying to get them into the maker skills, and that can help mm. with them find motor skills because we either get them to cut sometimes depending on the stuff, or we just get them to draw it out so that we can follow his his cutting lines. So here's a question. 
at what point do you introduce scissors to a child? <laughs> I'm not entirely sure when that My child happen. is three and he uses scissors. Okay. Yeah. Right, Supervised, so obviously. The sharp scissors or the, the yeah, scissors uses sharp that scissors. only cut, cut paper and then they never cut paper after the first time you use them. <laughs> he uses the same scissors that I use. Yeah. Uh, so so my kid, I got a, a one like twenty month old. He is not ready for scissors. So I'll, yeah. I'll put that out there. <laughs> so it's sometime between now, like two and three. Yeah. I I just want to check a couple of things before we go too far into this because we do have Aussie listeners, and I'm already a bit confused. So preschool for you is part of the big school? No. So I'm only I'm grouping them together. With preschool, because I feel like they're like junior kindergarten, senior kindergarten, like uh, ages four and five up to age six, depending on when you start and when your birthday is, uh, is uh, voluntary. Yes, same Grade one is mandatory. So I'm putting that all together because I feel like anything before grade one, they're their abilities are limited. Wait, no, I misunderstood. So we have like you got daycare, and then I think you've my son next year starts preschool by choice he doesn't have to do it but that's like if that's like four and up and then you your first day of school school is kindergarten so you do kindergarten one two three four five six is primary school and then right. seven eight nine ten eleven twelve is high school right oh, so you so generally okay. start kindergarten when you're about five my son started when he was five and a half so right. yeah so he'll five and a half he's there for seven years and then he goes to high school for six years but you can leave high school when you're in year 10. When you finish year 10, you're allowed to leave high school as long as you have a job. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so that's in, very different. Yeah. In Canada, we have a junior and senior kindergarten, and they're both not, they're both optional, but most people, it's like free daycare because you already paid your taxes. So that is, uh, and before that, you can do preschool, which is just, it's like a daycare. It's like daycare, but with set times. It's like daycare, but like, they try and teach them something. Whereas yeah. they daycare, yeah. you're just daycare like, is not allowed here. Yeah. Not allowed to teach. They're not, yeah, they're not allowed to teach. They're allowed to. They're allowed to give the kids stupid things. So they can give the kids coloring in and the utensils to do that. They can't tell them how to do it. They can't say, "Oh, oh like, like color in here." Try and stay in the lines. They can't say any of that. They can just tell them, "Here's some pencils and and coloring in. Go to town." They're not allowed to actually right. instruct them at all. It's it's stupidest thing. But preschool, right. they are. Um, right. So okay. anyway, so back that's to to grade. So pre your preschool is our junior kindergarten, and probably then yeah, your year one is our senior kindergarten, or your kindergarten is our senior kindergarten. So they're yeah. my son, my is son's five, yeah, he's going into senior kindergarten. He will turn six February. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, my son, my son's seven, and he's in year two, right. which I suppose would be your year one, year two. Yeah. <laughs> I am tempted to tell you no. the American. <laughs> version but it's gonna yeah, be go worse. you don't you have like four different <laughs> don't you go through like four different schools or something yes so it's insane preschool is separate kindergarten yeah. through grade five is elementary six through eight is middle school nine through 12 is high school for us so yeah we're working with three different <laughs> scales do you, here, which is do you actually better. change schools three times uh yes yep i did I had to uh, ride the same bus, but then get on another bus, you know, like. So, yeah, that's, I, that's so dumb. <laughs> it so is, you become, like, you become bottom of the school three times then. Yep. So it's like for us, you're like, you kindergarten, you're the new ones at the school. And then year seven, you're the new ones of high school. So you got to do that three times. That sucks. Yeah. So when I went to school, it was grades, junior kindergarten to grade eight was in the same school. Oh, and okay. nine to 12 was high school, no middle school. In right. Ottawa, where I live now, some have middle school, some the middle school is part of the high school and some apparently go to grade eight. So it's like, it depends. Most of them seem mm-hmm. to be tending to trending towards grade six is the top i i'm assuming i'm assuming we're all talking about like public school system right because here a lot of private schools are kindergarten all the way through 12 right yeah fuck i don't want to talk about (laughs) public schools (laughs) okay well so let's not we've all talked about that a little bit too much and that is boring (laughs) the hell out of so back to so back to the topic where I just wanted to get that out of the way. So I just wanted to say, so my son is in daycare. Um, A lot of the things they do is like building blocks and all that sort of stuff. And then we do library every Thursday. We go to our local library and they do craft. And it's like he, they give him like um, the other day, they gave him a fish that folds in half to make a card because it's Father's Day this weekend. And he had to cut out the fish, color it in and stick 
like confetti and stuff to it. So like that to me is a lot trying to get them thinking of like how to do stuff. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Really when the scissors come into play, I feel like I could think of a lot more stuff. Because <laughs> I mean, paper crafts for kids are just so useful. There's so much yeah. that you can do with that because, you know, of course it's going to give you better motor skills, drawing and learning about combining colors and that sort of thing. But then also making 3D items with the paper is kind of one of my favorite things. I wish I could remember the name of them, but it's basically a 3D model laid out flat. So you can then sort of string, like you basically punch holes in all the like flaps and you'll like pull it together and it'll form a box. I wish I could remember what those are called. There's a name, but I'm like going completely blank. But those are one of my favorite ones just because like learning about that blew my mind (laughs) when I was little, you know, just because it's, I don't know. I never really thought of paper as anything more than like paper mache or drawing or painting or something. And then seeing that, it was like, oh, that's so cool. It's definitely cool to like see their minds go from a 2D object can become 3D, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like that, that really opens up their minds on. And I think that's a big thing with learning creative and maker related stuff. Like even Mm -hmm. just like folding a piece of paper back and forth and back and forth, make it go, you know, scrunchy. I don't know what to call it. Springy legs or something on. That's always what it was for me is that you do that and then that become the legs for something, Mm -hmm. right? Or making a paper airplane. It's a really great example. Yeah. Because you could show them different ways of making paper airplanes and why one works better than the other and like extra Mm -hmm. folds or different folds or, you know, like curling up one edge of the thing makes it go in circles it's always fun curling but, paper so, with like scissors did y'all ever do that yeah 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 oh man or that is ribbon. so satisfying i just yeah i just thought about that and was like oh i love doing that so with my son and this is the last of my experience because once we get into elementary school he's not there yet uh but uh I feel like giving him the tools like Hot Wheels tracks and seeing what he comes up with and allowing him to get inspiration from YouTube has been a big thing because I feel like giving him access to other people making has really like increased his like imagination when it comes to what is possible. Uh, We, the Hot Wheels channel actually has a YouTube channel. that's really good. Other than the fact that it's all repost, just repost after repost, which is like frustrating. It's like, oh, new YouTube video. And I like go there and I'm like, no, we've already watched that one, Hot Wheels. Come on. But uh, they do have like, they do have some like, uh, like created content about using the track to like do, what's that like machine where like a whole bunch of stuff happens? Like it bonks something and then. Oh, uh, Rube Goldberg. Yeah, a Rube Goldberg. Yeah, they have that with Hot Wheels track, basically, which yeah. is really fun and that kind of stuff. So you can f- get really creative with the Hot Wheels track that way, which mm-hmm. has opened up its mind to different things. And we like turned off the basement lights with the Hot Wheels. So we did a track <laughs> that like ended with it cool. hitting the light switch. Especially like right. since Hot Wheels brought out the camera car and like the GoPro car and stuff. Yeah. Pretty cool. Oh, I didn't even know um, about that. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I have one. I've posted a bunch of videos with it. Yeah. <gasps> I just don't I got pay that. attention to videos. Hey, <laughs> I got the camera from a patron and the camera car from a new patron, which what? is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I got the camera from Other Dog Designs and I got the camera car from uh, Brad. I'm going to make. And uh, yeah, and my son loves them and he is constantly asking to use the camera car and I'm constantly telling him no because he just like throws stuff like you know he's a kid he's hard mm-hmm. on stuff he throws stuff around I'm like I only have one camera car I don't want this thing <laughs> getting wrecked <laughs> like all the axles on all of our cars are bent so yeah. oh yeah I'm sure <laughs> So oh I actually feel like this whole episode could just be on like below five years old because I'm right. thinking now of the amount of things that I have that I grew up with or that my kids have now that are made for under five that is gateway into making. Like, did you guys, do you know what Mobilo is? Mobilo? Yes. Yeah. So like Mobilo when I was growing up and now they essentially have like what's kind of like 2D versions of Mobilo. So like instead of being like a oh. two squares together, it's like a flat squares, but it's full, it's got magnets in it and it all magnets together. My kids constantly are building like magnet <gasps> oh. towers and yeah. Yes, I have yeah. seen those and played with those. I guess I know what, exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, it's like those. And then you've also got like under five, you've got mega blocks. So like the big mm-hmm. version of Lego and stuff like this. The amount of 
construction toys that are out there. We never had um, what's those log Lincoln logs? Lincoln, Lincoln logs. logs. That's yeah. a very, very never had that. Thing. No. But yeah, like, that, like even that though, like that gets them into like woodworking essentially. Right. <laughs> so my son is constantly asking to make a rickety bridge, which is basically like a skewer. I think he saw one time where someone made like skewer sticks to like you combine them together and like use the tension of them to make a bridge yes oh yeah which is like a very complex thing that like a five-year-old definitely cannot handle but i was thinking of like uh doing it with scouts and having the the five to eight-year-olds five to seven-year-olds whatever getting together to try and make bridges out of uh, material where you do like uh, styrofoam balls and you skewers and you poke them together to try and make Mm -hmm. a structure Uh, apparently and this is like the funny thing is that they give these experiments to like see who can make the tallest tower, right? Mm-hmm. And they give the it's like a team building activity. I've done it at work. Who can make the tallest tower in a certain amount of time with a certain same material? And kids outperform adults all the time because kids like it breaks and they just try something different. Yeah. Yeah. And adults get. stuck in one mindset, which Uh (laughs) is exactly what my kids do. So I don't think like it's not true for my kids, but it might be true for other kids. But uh, my kids are just one track mind and that's it. It's like me. But uh, it's one of those things where I go, that would be a great, like, see who can build the biggest tower. Kids love competition. I think like even if they don't like losing, but they love the competition. So I think that's if you want to make them creative or have maker skills, you got to introduce challenge. Yeah. Well, that. The um those magnetile things we've got yeah. them with they've got uh, I don't know what you'd call them like it's like half a tunnel but they're different shapes and um, yeah. and stuff and essentially you make a marble run oh yeah yeah with it it's just yeah so like my son just loves doing that and then my three year old comes along and destroys it but so fighting in shoes but it's um like I. It's actually crazy. Like I never really thought about how much stuff there is for kids to make mm-hmm. stuff with. Like right. creativity for kids. I mean, I suppose that's the whole point, right? Like you, the whole point is to get kids to be creative. Like everything they do is to make create, make them create things with their mind. So, right. So, yeah. and uh, we'll move on a little bit and go a little bit older. Um, if your kids are a certain age. Uh, kids invent stuff actually do a little like week they have a like a little sign up thing that you can do like a weekly make and create it and it's for kids of lots of different ages and they kind of think they i don't know i only signed up for my five-year-olds so they might have different things for older ones too that they email you about but you can sign up there and i think that's one of the things that's pretty crazy about today's world is that you can just sign up online and get like a weekly email of fun activities you can do with Mm -hmm. your kids and i have a bunch of like books that I bought that are all about, you know, making and like one's like geek, the geek dad makes and another one's like forest school. So it's like things you can do out, out in the thing, like making a bow and arrow is a fun thing to do with a five-year-old because one, whatever they make with their little like shoelace bow and arrow is not going to be great, right? It's not going to be able to like, well, it might be able to poke an eye out if you're stupid, but <laughs> Like the the arrows that they're gonna make aren't gonna be great. The bow that they're make is gonna mm-hmm. be pretty crappy. The shoelace isn't a proper proper you know or paracord isn't a great uh, bowstring. But they get to fire a little like arrow, and I think it's a really cool idea to do. Mm-hmm. By the way, you know that's something for you, Adam, to consider. Yeah, bring a little bit of paracord, get them to find a little bow shaped thing, and yeah, that's a really good idea. I'm gonna write that on my list. There you go. <laughs> well, I have a list of what I need to pack thing. for tomorrow. <laughs> One of the only things I know about children is they love projectiles. So yes, yeah, that sounds that's great. true. <laughs> like, they love anything, like anything that can cause destruction or pain. Yes. They love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get yes. so many projects like barely finished instructables from like kids under 10 who are just like, I made this thing and you shoot it and it hurts your brother. <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, did you, a, bit, a little bit off topic, but did you guys make paper wasps when you were young? No, what's what that is? Wasps. So you yeah, you get a piece of paper it. and you fold it up like really small, but it like so it's really layered. You get a rubber band between two fingers and then fold it in half and you pull it back like a slingshot yeah. and shoot it. Those things hurt so bad. Yeah, but yeah. I've never yeah. heard of them called paper wasp, but I definitely did that. So you, it stings like it. a wasp, but it's paper. Yeah. Well, <laughs> paper wasp um, is a type of wasp, so that's probably why we don't call it that. Here. Right. Yeah, because that's the first thing I thought of. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I feel like I had something to say, but I don't remember. Well, if Anyways. we want to go a little bit older, um, yeah, 
Let's there are a few products that I see all the time in middle schools that are really, really big. Uh, Spiro is one that I see all the time. It's like a little robot ball um, and kids can program it to move around. It can complete mazes. It can do all this stuff. They're fantastic. Uh, another one is Make-Do. They're the cardboard fasteners that um, they're like blue and very easy to use. I think they even have cutting tools for cardboard too, um, mm. but they are folks that I love because it's just like making all sorts of cool stuff out of cardboard. Everything you can think of, they make it out of cardboard and post videos with kids. They have a really great Instagram account. I'm trying to think. Makey Makey is another one. Um, it's sort of like a simple microcontroller that you can... The big example that they always show is basically plugging it with like alligator clips, you know, onto like fruit or whatever. And then you can play yeah. the fruit. <laughs> like, I just, I don't know. Once it gets to like middle school and they're a little bit older, I'm just like, throw all the tech at them <laughs> because they absorb it so well. They learn so fast. It's just amazing to see what kids can do. What was that last one you said? Make it Mackey. Make <laughs> No, make do. No, makey, makey. Oh, yeah. makey, makey. Yeah. Make it Mackey. <laughs> yeah. Mickey. That's what I thought you said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're a oh, kid's toy now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I am actually. Yeah, yeah. I thought about that after I said it. You are a, a jungle gym for your kids, probably. So, exactly. You are technically. At what point do you think it's appropriate to introduce power tools into this discussion? I Depends on the tool. More high school. What do you well, consider? Hold on. But yeah. Nope. We're good. Jesse is the first because she doesn't have any kids, so we need that <laughs> oh, yes. perspective yes. first. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I, I think high school, like that was when, like when I was in school, we actually started using them and just based on the amount of time I've worked with middle school kids, I don't know that I would trust them with a saw or a drill. <laughs> so yeah, I think I'm going to stick with high school. All right. So high school is like 14 year olds. Yeah. 14 to 18. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. So with supervision, what do you consider a power tool though? Because a drill driver yep. is a power tool, but I would feel confident that my seven-year-old could use it he probably wouldn't put enough pressure i'd probably just spin the bit but i feel like he i would definitely feel confident him being able to use that using a drill with a sharp bit maybe not okay i have given my five-year-old a drill driver to use and he definitely didn't put enough pressure but if i <laughs> yeah. put the pressure he yeah. can do it mm-hmm. like i put my hand my, well, my three-year-old pulls the trigger all the time for me like a, yeah yeah. But yeah. in terms of an actual like power tool that could harm someone, uh, so this is where like a stationary tool, like a, a a scroll saw. I feel like my five-year-old could do a scroll saw if he wanted to. He'd need to be into it. Right? Yeah. But it's the same. Like, oh, my seven-year-old, dude! I've got a video on it. Yeah, he was five at the time. Yeah, but I feel like my my particular five-year-old is not interested enough in actually doing yeah. the cutting. He is interested in the idea of it. So I know what you mean. I think a five-year-old could be with supervision at a good age to start introducing them to power tools. Like when my son was three, he could name every single tool in my garage. Like yeah. I would take him out there and I'd be like, what's this? And he's like, you know, sander. And I'd be like, what's this? And he's like, miter saw. What's this? Router table. And I'd be like, I thought, yeah, that's great. I was like, what's this? And he's like, table saw. I'm like, no, that's the band saw. <laughs> no. Um, but no, yeah. At three, he could definitely name them all. So I think at five, he could start seeing how they work. And I think at seven is a good time to start like allowing them to use them without your hands on their hands. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like but, I should clarify. I'm thinking kids with a teacher. I wasn't thinking kids with a, like parents, right. you know? Because, so, you know, at home it's always easier, but when you have 30 crazy children, uh, it's a lot scarier. Right. So my, my mother was the first woman in uh, – or first girl, I guess, because she was that age that you call them girls, not women. Uh, first girl in all of Ontario to take shop class – Wow. Instead of home ec. And shop class at that time was offered to grade seven, uh, which would be 14 or 15. No, sorry, 12. 12, yeah. 12 or th- twelve or 13. And so at 12, they, she was on the lay turning bowls. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. wild. And there's like, I have a picture of it. And of course, the teacher's wearing a tie. And just like, he's got it tucked <laughs> in his thing, but he's still wearing a tie. And I'm like, ties on wow. lays. You should like, if any teacher, because like it was, the, it was probably like the ex- expectation you're a teacher, you have to wear a tie. High mm-hmm. at that, you know, that time period. But any teacher should be able to get out of the tie wearing business is the shop teacher for sure. Yeah. 
That's probably why number one rule now is no loose clothing and in school shorts. Look, like you can look if you look back in the seventies and sixties, they everyone had ties on working in these places, and they had yeah, I'm talking about in. now, right? But now it's like the problem is people just got you know they weren't very good at keeping their ties tucked in. They're not very good at keeping other things tucked in. Either. But uh, so I think that gets us into middle school, and I think I agree. Middle school is a time where middle school to early high school is a time where more power tools can be opened up. And I think that really helps with opening up people's creative and maker skills. Mm-hmm. And I, middle I school know. starts at what age? So middle school is, is uh, 12. Oh, high school yeah, okay. is 14. So, yeah. So high school for us would be 11, 12. And that is when yeah. shot class is first like, available to us. Right. Um, I'm, per- I, I'm trying to think. It's, I'm too old. I'm trying to think back of when I first did shot class what we were allowed to do. I feel like we weren't allowed to use power tools in year seven. Maybe a, dr- is, a drill driver, but that's it. Don't even think we really had those. Uh, I remember using a drill driver, like with a screw, like a screw, a drill with a screwdriver bit in it. And that was the only yeah. thing we were allowed to use. And otherwise, like it was the painful fucking like screwing something in mm-hmm. by hand. I honestly, I, I'm probably wrong, but I, I could not remember ever using a drill like with a screwdriver bit in school. The drill was for holes only and then everything was hand screwed. And even even actually now I think back, I'm pretty sure in year seven and eight, all drilling holes that we did had to be done with an egg beater drill. Oh interesting. I think in grade grade seven and eight we just weren't like holes were not a thing you couldn't do them Um, but we had like saws and like i did in grade six we had a a teacher who had a wood shop in his class until he got cancer and blah blah blah, which i've talked about before um and we had like miter the little miter block things and hand saws and you could cut the wood and make things i remember doing that i made like a boat i made a slingshot for pencils i made not a slingshot, crossbow for pencils. I remember making a couple other fun things, but, you know, a picture frame or something that broke immediately. Uh, but yeah, no power tools, only hand tools. I remember he cut himself real bad with a knife oh, one day. No. He was just like, he was like a constant whittler and he whittled his thumb right off pretty much. Oh. It was like down to the bone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whittling yep. injuries are so fucking scary. Oh my God. They can be so deep. They scare me so bad. Because you got to use a sharp knife for whittling. Mm-hmm. What age do you think it's appropriate to give your kid a knife? Because um, I think so a that, knife like, is is a as a tool and not mm-hmm. as a killing machine. But a knife is a tool or a Swiss Army knife. Like a, a Bob Claggett from I Like to Make Stuff just put out a video where he was talking about uh, you know the importance of giving people you know your kids these types of tools at a young age and teaching them about it. And he talked about his little collection of knives from when he was a kid. I carry around with me my Swiss Army knife that I got as a kid, which. If you're watching the YouTube video, you can see it now on my keychain. But, uh, you know, it's at what point is it appropriate to give someone a, a knife to be used as a tool with the proper guidance? So this might just be because I'm redneck as hell. But, like, when I was growing up, kids in elementary school all had pocket knives. And I definitely right. bought one at, like, a Tater Day Fair or something. Like, I definitely had one when I was little. And I think that's fine. Like knives, like small pocket knives, I'm never really worried about it. Like they're never super sharp and they're like short enough that it can't do too much damage. So yeah, I think like late elementary school, early middle school. Late el- So I would say like, you're saying like a 10 year old's good time to have a knife? I don't know. Ages with grades. <laughs> right. Well, okay. So that's what late, late 10 to... To, to 14 is a good time. I think that's about the right time to introduce I, I, you know, a Swiss Army knife to your kid. I agree. It depends on your kid, too. Like, I think yeah. my kid, <laughs> who enjoys camping, is likely to have a knife sooner. Mm-hmm. Hey, what is that one? What model is that? I don't know. It looks exactly the same as yours. Yeah. Is it an outpost? Does it say outpost <laughs> on the other side? It doesn't say it on there. Uh, no. Well, this is fun. I don't know where my leather it's... man is. I was going to flash it, but I can't find it. Oh, this one? What? Oh, see, I have a smaller orange one. It's not as like yeah. huge as that one. Wow. There's an art washing YouTube. It's got a saw. Yeah, I got that one too. I've got, is it a Leatherman? Uh, yeah. Or is it a... Uh, Leatherman Super Tool 300. Nice. So, 
all the, for the yeah for the listeners at home, we were comparing knives. I think Adam and I might have the same knife. I think we do. It doesn't. Mine doesn't say outpost, but it's probably just what, different. What tools does it have in it? Uh, it's got the big knife. Yeah. Little, little knife. knife. Yeah. Pair of scissors. Oh, I don't have the scissors. That's why I like mine. No scissors. <laughs> okay. It's got a weird bottle opener kind of with useless. a flathead screwdriver. Yep, cut that. Another bottle opener with a bigger flathead screwdriver, and then the other side's yep. got a corkscrew. This an all. I don't know what this weird tool is. It's an all. Is it an all's like the weird knife one, right? It's a it's a so it's for drilling. You can drill with this. Ah, and that's you good can to know. Sew, and then you can sew with it. What's next to that? That's all I have. You have okay. one extra so set did, of tools. I have one extra thing. Oh, it's a hook thing. Oh, I don't know what that's I don't, for. I don't know what it's actually for. Yeah. So yours isn't oh. the same as mine. Yours is like slightly bigger. And then like yes. toothpick and tweezers. I love the tweezers. Definitely same. pulled some splinters with the tweezers. I use the toothpick all the time now. Same. Yeah. I use it all the time. There's nowhere, there's no more giving out toothpicks anymore. And I'm like out there and I've got like something stuck on my teeth. And I'm like, oh, I just need to use a toothpick. I use it all the time. So. Give your kids a knife. Listen to the go watch the Bob. Uh, I like to make stuff video. He talks about why it's important, and uh, he can express it better than I can. That's why he's got so many more viewers than I. But uh, yeah, go check that out. If, before you quickly move away from knives for kids, you, Mr. Scout Leader, what age do the kids get a knife in Scouts? Uh, so yeah. I only have been looking at the Beavers, which is the you cannot give a Beaver Scout, which is age five, six, and seven. They are not able to handle knives. Or axes. So I think Cub Scouts, which is the next, which I think a wolf scout or something that they call them in America, the age eight and above, I think you can, they can handle an uh, an axe or a knife with supervision. Right. I think. I need to look into it more. And then I feel like, I feel like they would have done a lot of research into what age would be safest for that. Right. So in it, like if you were to, like the, I don't know if they've done a lot of research, but it comes with responsibilities <laughs> and sharp. So if you get your sharp objects badge or whatever it is, it's one of the few that can be taken away. Oh, right. yeah. Okay. I suppose. I suppose by research, I mean more of incident reports. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you have more experience with it for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the very few that can be taken away, and then you can, you know, you've lost your privilege for that. Right. All right, let's go into high away? school. Let's talk about high school. I think at high school, like, I think at that point, everything, all the time. Yes. I, yeah, I honestly, so when I was in high school, uh, you know, from the South, really fucking gendered, girls didn't take shop class. Uh, so I took home economics and I learned, I didn't learn, but I used a sewing machine in there, like used the oven, shit like that, you know? But oh God, yeah, I would really like to see all high schoolers just know how to work every power tool. You know, or at least like a drill and like a saw, you know, because yeah. I, I have so many friends whose parents were not, you know, they weren't big into making stuff. They didn't do anything by themselves. They'd always call people. And then when they move out on their own, I was always the person who had to come over and help them with whatever because they didn't know how to use the tool or they didn't know how to do something simple. Like, I don't know. Ex- I don't know that it needs to be a shop class, but there just needs to be something. I think there should be a mandatory home, like DIY, or just even like home. What do you need to know to live in a home? Yeah. Simple stuff like people don't know how to change a light bulb. People don't know how to change a furnace filter. People don't yeah. know how to like. There's so small things that you just go. These are very simple, and it's and it's. Like a one lesson thing, you take the thing out, you put the other thing in. It's not very difficult, right? But like changing a broken light bulb, you don't see it as much anymore as you used to. Mm-hmm. But like the potato and the light bulb to change it, what? it's a great like. Oh, have tip you never had to, to do about. that? <laughs> I don't even know what a furnace feels. Actually, I don't even know what a furnace is. Of course you don't. Like heating, Mister Australia. <laughs> um, so here in Australia, from what I can remember, there is no, there's nothing we have that is to teach you like living life. Yeah, we life don't skills. have life skills. Like we, like we do, there's like cooking. You can do like cooking classes and stuff, but that's, it's a, it's optional. You can do like music, yeah. optional, art, optional, all that sort of mm. stuff. We don't do driver's ed or anything like that. There's no, yeah, like all- there's nothing that, there's nothing mandatory that to teach you life skills. It's all like yeah. how to write a poem and how to. Answer mass questions you're never going to use and like stupid shit. So okay. there's no like gonna, how to do I'm your gonna, taxes. I'm going to digress a bit and talk about how to do your taxes and why I think it's the stupidest fucking thing that people complain about. How to do your taxes? How to look at a thing and it says, 
what is the number on your on your form that you got from your job and input that number over here it's literally fucking copy paste everywhere yeah there's no math involved in your taxes so shut the uh, fuck up and do unless your you're fucking American, taxes unless you're no. american i can take no, it they, i can take no, it I further there's i can no, take it further there's no math anymore and in, in, it's all addition and subtraction it's not mm. it's not even that anymore. So when I do my tax, I literally log in, I go to whatever I have to do to lodge my tax, and everything's already pre-filled. Like my work is already sent through how much I earned, how much tax I paid, and it's all already all there. I don't even have to copy and paste anymore. Right. Right. So even before that, and I get what you're gonna say about America, but it's all addition and subtraction. There's no real math to it. You can add and subtract, you can do your taxes. Okay, but what you are failing to consider here is that we have made ours extremely complicated. And if you have anything that is not just a standard job, you have to figure out different forms and match a bunch of stuff up. And that's something that no one knows how to do <laughs> unless right, but you've it's been not forced to do it teachable. yourself. But it's not teachable. No, this it's is, not teachable. This is the thing. Like when they talk, I don't know how to do my taxes. Everyone complaining online about, I don't know, how, they didn't teach me how to do my taxes. I'm like, yeah, you got one form. I don't know what, we call it a T4. You guys probably have a different name for it. W4. It's like the, yeah, or W4. W2, one of those, yeah. Right. So you have one form and you give, and that's why people go to HR and Block and they give them that one form and HR and Block in 10 seconds has it done because it's literally copy pasting one info from another. Right? You, I get there are, if, there are complex. If doing your taxes was taught in school. <laughs> if doing your taxes was taught in school, then there would be so many people out of a job right now. No, there wouldn't do because people don't Lazy. want to, they don't want to math. Yeah. Now I get you own your own business. It is a complex math, right? If you own your own business and you're a maker, contact Christy from Twisted Twine. She's got her own she's starting a maker tax business. Uh and she's like an accountant or whatever. So contact her, it's, especially if you're in the United States, uh, and she will give you some advice. Or maybe even I think Chris Powell has hired her to do uh, his taxes. Chris Powell from Full Steam Design. So yeah, but the, the the things that they would teach you in school is basic accounting principles, which is literally like boring shit for most people. Two and plus that's two why, is four. Right, but it's like, well, like balancing into a here. checkbook too. Like I was taught that in high school. Who the that fuck is, uses a checkbook uh, anymore? Right. See? Yeah, like it's it's all sort of obsolete <laughs> at this point. Do you know what they should teach in school? How to get money out of an ATM without your fucking card. <laughs> Stupid you fucking banks. No, you can't. That's what pisses me off. They want to make this digital age and you can't access your own fucking money. All right. So, oh, we'll rein it back in a little bit, and I'll. And I think what a fucking tangent. School, yeah, once once you get to high school, I think the making uh, skills should be really opened up to just about anything that you are capable of doing. By that, I mean there are lots of high school kids that were not capable. So, just quickly with your curriculum, I'm assuming you get to choose your classes when you get into high school or whatever. Some right? of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what? What maker classes are there? Because we had industrial technology, which is more like engineering. Then we had engineering studies, woodworking, metalworking, and construction. And construction was more of like you actually go out and build stuff around the school, like chairs and stuff that they need done. And then you go off and do work experience. And that sounds so nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I mean, really at the school that I went to, you know, there was shop, but like I said, Girls couldn't take it. So I was not allowed to take shop. So I took art because that was really the only thing that I could do. Yeah, art and home ec was like the only thing that the school I had offered. Oh, computer science. I guess we could count that because I did yeah, we had that as well, a little yeah. bit about making like uh, flash animations because <laughs> it was that long yeah. ago. Um, and like some really like rudimentary CAD stuff. Yeah. I actually, I'm actually curious. So when you say shop, is that everything in one, like metalworking and woodworking? It's mm-hmm. not separate. Yeah, so- it's, it's honestly mostly woodworking and then a bunch of dudes bringing their cars in to work on them during school. That was my next question. So Tokyo Drift, they can't, like, they, they're fixing off their cars and stuff. You can't do that in Australia. There's no mechanic, like, there's no working on your car in school. Oh, interesting. So we had, uh, we had auto shop, which you could take every year. That would be so good. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I definitely I took it right, we, and we had access to like you know lifts and everything, and like I brought in my car, we replaced all the brake lines on it. Yeah, that uh, would have been awesome. I would have loved be amazing. To 
in high school because like that was something that I had to teach myself when I moved away from home was like all the random car shit I needed to know, you know, like I just didn't have any knowledge before I left. So I definitely like I feel like I don't feel like I learned a lot there. and I just don't know why, but I feel like it helped doing the stuff, but I feel like I didn't learn the basics. I don't know if they just didn't do a good job teaching it to me or something, but I... Like I just, I, or I wasn't paying attention, which is very possible. So I did auto shop. I did all of them. I literally did every single one to answer your question. I did, there was an electronics class. You did breadboards and stuff and you learned about AND gates and OR gates and NOR gates and all that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. We did a technology class. We learned about different technology. That's where I came up with my bright idea of regenerative braking that I wish I had patented in grade nine. And now it's like a thing on every single electric car. Yeah, I was about uh, to say, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't. I get it. Like, I just came up with it because I had an electric car that couldn't race a five minute thing. And I was like, well, every time that I'm off throttle, it's braking, that should be fed back into the thing instead of not being. Anyway, that's what they do now. And it makes sense. Uh, it's like a like, common sense. And someone's making a lot of money off of it. So we had that. I also did like vacuum forming with like, uh, whoa, like vacuum forming Lexan and stuff. It was pretty cool. Yeah. In that class. That's amazing. We had a woodworking class where we got to use all, like, I remember using uh, a giant planer. It must have been like a 20 inch wide planer. Uh, I feel like we must have used a jointer if we used a planer. I don't remember us being able to use the table saw. And if we did, maybe we had a, no, we did have a table saw, but it was an auto power feed table saw. Did you, you just put it into the thing and it like took it and power yeah. fed it through whatever whatever you set it to. It automatically power fed the 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 lumber through, which is actually kind of cool. That makes makes it a lot safer for idiots like yeah. like <laughs> half the fucking potheads who were in my class. Uh, we <laughs> had if you took auto, you could also specialize in welding and body work, which I didn't do. That that was um, metalworking for us. Yeah, so we we didn't Don't have a special metalworking. But we definitely had people who were doing metalworking in the thing. And we had like a metalworking bandsaw. Metal, all the metalworking tools were available in the auto shop. But That's there wasn't so a specialized nice. metalworking thing. We also had computer science. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, kicks my pin. Um, so to go on what you're saying about tool usage. So we, I never even knew what a, um, fuck, what's the jointer? I never even knew what a jointer was until I started watching YouTube. Never even heard of it. Didn't even know it was a thing. Um. So we didn't have that in school. I don't know if they probably have them now, but I feel like they're a big thing now. Table saw, we, our teacher, even in year 12, like even when I was 18 years old, I was not allowed to use a table saw. My teacher had to use it, but I had to set it up to what I need. So I'd have to put the fence like to the right dimension or whatever, and then he had to run it through. Hand saw we were allowed to use. I actually had a guy in my class cut his finger off because he wasn't paying attention, um, which was actually, it was- Quite funny to see, to be honest, because he cut his finger off and he was he was too busy talking to someone he didn't even know. Oh my It wasn't God. until someone said, um, hey, your finger is not attached to you anymore. He looked down and then he was in immense pain. Oh yeah. Oh man. Well <laughs> you know who's not in immense pain? Our patrons, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I wanna especially thank our F clamp level patrons, Vincent Ferrari from Digitally Creative, Scott from Dad Yourself DIY, Joe Herdina, Rich from Lowen Designs, David Wood from DW Woodbuilds, and our newest F clamp level, Brad from I'm Gonna Make. I want to thank them, Yay! especially and everyone else. Yay. And everyone else who gives uh, to our patron. We couldn't do this show without you. If you feel like you got a dollar's worth of value out of our conversation here today, sign up on Patreon. It's that simple. It's a $1 per episode. Uh, you know, go there. You get access to a pre-show, after show. There's a Discord hangout. And by the way, anyone can join the Discord. You don't need to be a patron to join. And you can get access to, and you also get a keychain. maybe. Uh, so head on over to patreon.com slash clamp. And now clamp. Uh, so my clamp mandation for this week uh, is an artist. Her name is uh, Josie Lewis. She makes beautiful acrylic art. Um, she does a lot of really intense colors and really neat shapes. Uh, a lot of her art is very textured and 3D, and I really love that. Another thing that I really appreciate about her is that she has a story highlight on her Instagram page called Haters, where when people leave her shitty comments, she highlights them there. <laughs> 
Um, and I just, I think it's kind of valuable to see that, um, especially for people who are kind of new and might be feeling a little overwhelmed by the amount of just stupid shit people say to them online. Like, you know, it makes you feel like you're not alone. <laughs> so yeah, I highly recommend her. Everything she does is absolutely beautiful. And she really makes me want to get into painting again because oh, it just looks so nice the way that she plays with paint so i'm watching her haters right now and there's one where it's like imagined all the potential that paint had growing up thinking it would become a pretty tree on a cloth canvas but instead it was wasted to do create a a disgusting brown sludge i cry <laughs> oh never mind i didn't watch it all <laughs> so, the person that, like, yes <laughs> later like just goes oh no i didn't i didn't watch it to the end oops there are a few of those in there <laughs> there's a, so many people will do that but uh uh-huh. yeah so yeah i thought if nothing else go for the haters story highlight yeah i thought for sure well, your combination would have now. been starfield well i haven't played it yet that's the thing so i'm right. like i'm i don't know i think maybe i also don't want to get my hopes up too much because as everyone knows Bethesda games are very buggy, typically when they launch. They are saying that this is the least buggy game they've ever released. So like, (laughs) fingers crossed, but yeah, I don't know yet. I'll hopefully next week, maybe I can recommend it. Well, seeing as you didn't, no, um, my (laughs) clampination is actually something I haven't seen yet, but I have been looking forward to for so long, and that is the new Gran Turismo movie. The concept, not only is the concept of the movie so freaking cool, it's actually a true story. So they essentially, they held an event for um, people that race VR to race. And the winner got to actually be part of the team and race in real life, in real cars, which is really like, yeah, it's such a cool, cool idea. But apparently, yeah, apparently it's a true story. Apparently it actually really happened. They actually held the contest and everything. It's wild. Because all cool. I ever think about is just the game. Because I think Tyler's played it for like hundreds yeah. of hours. Like I can hear the music I actually, in my head right now. I actually don't like the game. I'm, I'm not, I'm so weird. I'm not into racing games where you actually have to race properly. Like I'm not into the whole, like you need to break in time for the corner. And I'm into yeah. like need for speed where you just slide around the corners and drive like yep. a dickhead. Smash into the <laughs> other cars to make a corner. Yeah. Happen. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like Gran Turismo for me was always too technical. Yeah. Well, see, I loved he Gran loves Turismo. that. Oh my God. Yeah. I know you. Yeah. I love Gran Turismo. It was like the game. I think I played Gran Turismo. Like when Gran Turismo 1 came out on the PlayStation 1, like I thought it was amazing graphics. First of all, it wasn't. I've looked back. No. <laughs> But I was like, wow, this blows me away. And like buying all the cars and it was so cool. And I could upgrade the cars. Then I got like the cars I had in real life. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. (laughs) Carbon fiber drive shaft. I need it. Thousand dollars. I'll do it. I think that's why Tyler likes it too. Like, yeah, the customization and like being able to like have your car, but in the game, you know, it's all fun. But I'm with Adam. I just want to wreck shit. Grand, like. It's like Grand Theft Auto rules for me at all times when I'm in a car in a game. <laughs> well, that's why I like um, Forza Horizon because, like, you can have your car in real life. Like, they've got all the cars and stuff, and you get to have yeah. the fun of just doing whatever. Um, it's actually the point of the game is to do whatever because, like, the challenges are to find all the jumps, all the hidden jumps and stuff. But anyway, I digress. All right. Well, I think everyone should. So, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out on Monday, it is Labor Day, spelled L A B O U R. Oh, you. Uh, so don't wear white tomorrow. Uh, so, yeah, it's on. It's on. It's Labor Day, and if you have uh, ever wanted a grinder, not the app, but the thing, a two by seventy two grinder, then you should go check out Housemade. Housemade.us. And they have a uh, Labor Day sale every year because that is his favorite holiday. And I believe it's about $100 US off a grinder bundle, which if you're buying the grinder, you might as well bundle it up because it's basically free to get the bundle now with that $100 off. Uh, So go check them out. House made. Uh, Previous guest on here, Brian House. Uh, It is it is the only. So when I got the metal lathe, I was like, oh, I've got every single tool I need. I don't because I know one day (laughs) by 72. But I know I don't have the the money right now to afford it. But one day I'd like to get a two by 72. And if you want to do it cheap, you can get the house made one because it's a kit. Yeah. So go check them out. Ask us anything. Ask us anything. Did you guys listen last week? No, I didn't. (laughs) Yeah, I listened, but I guess I did not hear. Uh I I, I struggled. You you didn't like, you didn't give any like (laughs) 
what's the word? Like you just because you spoke it. it. All I could really do, yeah, like all I could do was um, like I I changed you into three different robot voices and then layered all four <laughs> things over the top of each other. To, I don't know how I missed that because I listened to the whole thing for the notes, but <laughs> I missed it. I'll have to listen. But yeah, so uh, the Ask Us Anything segment. Uh, This week, it's from Dave Bauer Art, and he asks, does a podcast need to have a topic? Since we have kind of discussed this before, I thought, why not do it on the podcast? Do you guys want to go first, or should I? I'll go first. Um, Well, it depends if you're a topic podcast, really. No? Like, (laughs) there's different types of podcasts. I mean, a lot of the podcasts I listen to don't have topics, so my answer is no. I will contradict you completely and say every single podcast has a topic, whether you think there's a predetermined topic or not. Whatever they're talking about is the topic of the podcast. Okay. What, what about interview podcasts? The topic, topic is, is the, the interview. Yeah. yeah, the topic is the person, yeah. Um, so, so in other words, the question isn't, does a podcast need a topic? It is, does every podcast have a topic? Right. Well, see, the way that I think about it, like I like to go into my podcast knowing what I'm getting myself into. So for me, I listen to a lot of science and horror movie podcasts. Like that's pretty much the only thing I do. Right. And it's like, it, yeah, it has to be a topic or a film that I'm excited about. And I don't really listen to podcasts where it's just chatting, you know, and they have like kind of vague, weird titles and I don't know what's happening. And like, there's not a good description of the episode. I just always skip those. So yeah, I always feel like it needs to be like structured and have a topic, but I'm sure other people are easier. (laughs) To answer the question, because of the way it's it's worded, does a podcast need to have a topic? Mm -hmm. And the answer is, no, does not need it. Would it be better with a topic? Probably. The only thing I can think is a podcast without a topic is like I'm listening in on someone's conversation, day-to-day conversation. There's no whatever. Yeah. The only, like, you'd have to be super famous yeah. for me to care or super smart for me. Like, I'd love to listen to, like, a day in the life of Einstein, a 24-hour Einstein, you know, what everything he thought about that day. That would be an interesting podcast. There's no topic to that other than a day in the life of Einstein. I guess I've ruined it. You know what? A podcast always has a topic, whether you like it or not. <laughs> damn it. Thank you, TF Turning, for the theme song. If you want to find us, you can find us everywhere by searching Clamp Podcast or Clampcast. Uh, we're on all the the important social medias. If you want and you enjoyed this episode or you enjoyed the podcast in general and you hated this episode, give us a review. We appreciate them all. If you give us a, a review, we'll read it on air. We will mention you and whatever you say, we will read it. If you say, go watch my latest YouTube video and you, uh, put that out there, or go follow me on Instagram. We will read those things. So go right. Give us a review, David. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now to the after show. Bye. 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 Bye.